The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by ComBank, committed to being a better bank. Find out more at combank.com.au forward slash better. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Thursday the 13th of June. In your Squiz today, John Secker digs in. Protests in Hong Kong turn violent. The UK's ambitious carbon emissions target and our richest sports stars. This is your Squiz Today. John Secker, the Victorian Secretary of formerly the CFMEU, now the CFMEU, that's a bit more of a mouthful, has refused to resign over comments which he denies made about domestic violence campaigner Rosie Batty. He says there's a lot of dirty politics at play. First up, why is this such a big deal? It's such a big deal because it brings the political arm of the Labor movement, which is the Labor Party, of course, uh, into conflict with the unions themselves. And Anthony Albanese made a very strong stand just a day or so ago saying that he wanted mm. John Secker expelled from the Labor Party, which is all that he could do uh, over those comments about Rosie Batty. And now that Secker is very very vehemently denying that he made those comments. It really does bring it to a showdown. And other union officials have started to weigh in on this. Yes, his union brothers from the Electrical Trades Union and also from the Maritimes Union have really very strongly backed John Secker. It's doubly interesting because those unions are aligned to the left of the Labor Party, as is Anthony Albanese. And it'll be interesting to see what Sally McManus, who is the head of the ACTU, which is the the peak union's body, she uh, is meeting with John Secker today. Anthony Albanese hasn't responded to those comments from John Secker as yet. Uh, to Hong Kong, earlier this week, we spoke of big protests uh, over a proposed bill that would allow the extradition of citizens facing charges to mainland China. Protests have continued this week and have turned violent in some cases. Now Hong Kong leader Carrie Lam has announced the debate on the bill will be delayed. They've put that off for a few days. There were what she called organised riots around government buildings uh, late yesterday. 72 protesters were injured. Uh, there's pictures of police. There were about 5,000 police to Deployed. There's pictures of them using tear gas and rubber bullets on protesters. Uh, it's a very ugly scene there and it's going to continue while this debate is still uh, a live one. Let's talk about carbon emissions now. The UK has set a lofty target. Theresa May, who's actually not the Prime Minister anymore, she's the caretaker Prime Minister, has proposed a law mandating net zero carbon emissions by 2050. It's a really interesting one to see uh, these big economies talk about their plans to combat climate change and how they're handling carbon emissions. And it's also a live debate in Japan, which has plans uh, to actually open new coal-fired power plants, but it also has uh, a commitment to halve uh, greenhouse gas emissions by the end of this century. Australian government policy, of course, is to reduce carbon emissions by at least 26% on 2005 levels. That's by 2030. And just back to the UK, the government estimates the cost of their target will be around £1 trillion. To retail, who is Catch Group and why has Wes Farmers bought them? So Catch Group is an online retailer. They started uh, quite a few years ago. You might remember um, 
catch of the day. They used to release a, a bargain every 24 hours and just one product that they would sell out of. And they've developed into a bigger online retailer that does deals. So it was interesting to see yesterday that Wes Farmers, which have Bunnings and Kmart and Officeworks, so very big retailers, they need some digital smarts. Those businesses aren't particularly big online. So uh, boss Rob Scott there said that he wanted to buy in those expertise uh, as well as run a, a business that he said was good and growing. West Farmers spent a, two, a cool $230 million to acquire that business. Uh, this next news story must be an annual thing. I recall talking about our highest earning athletes last year, specifically about the fact that there were no women in the top 100. This year, Serena Williams has snuck in at number 63. Take us through the top five, Claire. So the top five led by Lionel Messi, he's the Barcelona soccer star. He just earned $127 million US dollars last year. Pretty good, isn't it? He's done rather well. Uh, after that, we've got um, Cristiano Ronaldo, um, Neymar, both the soccer players, then on to a boxer, um, Canelo Alvarez and Roger Federer uh, rounds out the five. Of course, the tennis star, uh, he earned $93.4 US million last year. Yeah. yeah, interestingly, Federer was by far the highest earner when it came to endorsements and sponsorships. Uh, the remainder of sort of the top 10 is rounded out by NBA players and NFL players. Not unusually, uh, no Aussie made at the top 100. You can check out the full list via the Squiz Today email. Perhaps for some, a little known or maybe forgotten fact about Queen Elizabeth is that she lived in Malta for two years from 1949 to 1951. Yeah, just after she and Prince Philip were married, he was posted there with the Navy and uh, they spent a, a very happy, by all accounts, couple of years in Malta. There was a little snippet of that in The Crown, if you remember. She was brought oh, yes, back to the UK right. after that happy time to become Queen after her father died. And yeah, it's now for sale. Uh, if you have a spare $9.7 million, that could be yours. The house they lived in. Yeah, that's right. It's a bit of a renovator's delight though, uh, the <laughs> owners a, have... The positive um, spin, that's the glass half yeah, full. Yeah, that's right. The owners um, have been in dispute with the government and conservationists about how to preserve it. So there's a bit of work that needs to be done. But, but look, it does have stables and servants' quarters. So that, of course, are essentials in any holiday home. Absolute necessity, exactly. A quick message now from one of our advertising partners, Frontier Comedy. Tickets to singer, writer, broadcaster and comedian M. Rusciano's The Rage and The Rainbows Tour are now on sale. This past year, M. had a baby. She turned 40. She left a high-profile job and had a combined 45 minutes sleep. Her pitch, this show is for anyone who has ever felt exhausted but still maintained a strong passion for sequins. I reckon there'll be some squeezers who can relate to that. Visit FrontierComedy.com for details tour dates and to buy tickets. Sounds like a bit of fun. Uh, each day, the Squiz Today email subject line is a song lyric that relates to a news item. What do we got? Uh, I'm walking on sunshine and that relates to the Queen and Malta. Mm. We'll just see looking through the internet yesterday, lots of happy photos of her in Malta. So that um, is what it made me think of. Looking through the internet. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> as I do on a regular basis. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to the Squiz Today podcast. Um, as we've said every day this week, if you enjoy it, it'd be great if you could leave us a review on your podcast platform. Apart from that, have a great Thursday. We'll chat to you tomorrow.
The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesqueeze.com.au. A message now from our podcast partner, Sunbeam. With so many unhealthy snacks on offer, it can be hard to find something to keep your kids satisfied and happy. Sunbeam's dried fruit and cheese chilled snacks contain only real fruit and real cheese with no artificial colours or flavours. And they're a great source of calcium. It's a snack you can feel good about giving them while you're on the go. Pick up a pack today in the dairy fridge at your local Woolworths, Coles or independent retailer.